Hey there out there. You are deeply tuned in right now, man, to the Real People Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Ginsberg. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. This is episode 13 of the Real People Pod. This is the uh, penultimate episode for the year. I'm only going to do one more in 2020, then take a break, and I'll be back in 2021. So thank you very much for tuning in, for being on the journey this year. I hope you're having a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous holiday season. For those of you that are sipping the eggnog and baking gingerbread cookies and going with your loved one to pick out a tree and bringing it home and getting the place all decorated, I hope that this podcast perfectly complements the warm fuzzy holiday season that you're so much enjoying i'm not doing any of that stuff i'm packing up my apartment in the boxes so i can move um so that's the place that i'm in a very grinchy type of place but that's where i always usually am around this time of year <laughs> but i'm trying to uh, let the spirit come in a little bit more you know i'm trying to take a sec second and uh just enjoy things feel some gratitude i'm excited that i'm moving i'm moving down the street so for those of you that are worried uh, where's he going? I'm staying in the East Village. I'm just moving into a bigger place, honestly. Um, so happy about that. I don't know why I shared that with, with whoever's listening, but now you know. Now you know what I'm up to. My guest today is Risa Uesaki Colbertson. She's a multimedia artist and the owner of the stationary line Papalama. You can check out her cards and other items at papalama.com. I think she's ex- an extremely inspirational person, and um, I'll just be honest with you. This was definitely one of my favorite interviews I did this year. Uh, Reese is just a fabulous artist, a really compelling person to listen to, and, and really inspiring. And I took a lot away from this conversation in my personal life, as I often do when I talk to people. But uh, she's a really, really powerful voice, and she's a force. My 32nd deep thought this week is not going to be a funny, <laughs> a funny rant. Uh, like I normally do, but I just kind of wanted to convey something to my audience and to put something uh, into the world. So this episode with Risa really, to me, was about the crux of creativity. It was about rediscovering that childlike curiosity and creativity I think we all had as kids. And as you get older, it kind of gets chipped away a little bit. And then, you know, through isolation in 2020, at least I find myself going back and finding it again. It's been like a rediscovery of, of the, the child, Andrew, the creative kid, the kid who expressed himself. And, um, you know, thinking about that and thinking about creativity and thinking about kids, I, I, I just wanted to give a big congratulations to um, one of my best friends, Nick Caliendo, and, and one of my best friends, you two, uh, Jackie Taylor Caliendo. They had, a, uh, they had a, a little baby, a little baby girl named Viola. And... Um, I wanted to mention this on the podcast because, uh, A, I think that they will be the only ones out of all my friends to to reproduce. So I, I was just super stoked to see that they, they did that. <laughs> uh, B, uh, Nick was one of my closest uh, friends and creative partners throughout my life. Uh, the greatest drummer I know. <laughs> and just, um, you know, just such a talented guy. And, and Jackie has been such a rock and such a nurturing, compassionate and fun person to have gotten to know over the last decade. And I'm just really stoked to, to see that they, that they're living out their dreams and that they um, made this great kid uh, who will be very, very, very talented and hopefully never lose that sense of, uh, of wonder and creativity. And they'll have all the tools available to them to, to grow up, to do great things and to be an inspirational person and a, and a force themselves. So I, I just wanted to express like how much, um, how much joy it brings me to know that they, that they are feeling joy around this time of year and that they um, 
that they're just flourishing as a couple. And um, I wanted to dedicate this episode of the podcast, which I really do think is a good one, a meaningful one with a lot of important themes. I wanted to dedicate it to uh, Nick Caliendo and, and Jackie Taylor Caliendo and the new baby, Viola. Uh, I wrote a little song for the baby that I wasn't going to show anybody. Just a little song the other night. I was like, on the night that, that Jackie was in labor, I was up and I was thinking about them. And I and I just wrote a little song. And I'm going to put it at the end of this episode if, if you want to hear it. Otherwise, just skip over it. <laughs> but anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Let's bring on Risa. <laughs> My guest today on the Real People Podcast is Risa Culbertson. Risa is an artist, an illustrator, and a master crafter living in the Bay Area. She has a studio in Berkeley, California, where she owns and operates her playful stationery company, Papa Llama. She is experienced in a wide variety of mediums, including fiber arts, paper, edible art, sculpting, illustration, stop-motion animation, and much, much more. <laughs> While she typically houses the majority of her larger projects at her studio, you can reliantly find Reese's handiwork in her wake or wherever she goes. The abundance of her creations stem from the regenerative pleasure of bringing a new idea to life. Creating joy from seemingly everyday items is her specialty. Risa uses her crafty nature as a means to strengthen her connection with her family, friends, and the outside world. We touched on much of this in the podcast I want to thank Risa for the fabulous interview and one I deeply enjoyed, and it really resonated with me to my core. Without further ado, introducing Risa Colbertson. The way that you do things, from what I can tell, is like creative in the way where I was creative when I was like seven years old. Maybe I'll just go do this thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I would. Maybe I'll draw something on the wall, and I would. Yes. And then you get older, and I kind of chipped away at that stuff and, like, stopped doing a lot of those like kind of things. Yeah. Um, and now, I'm like, it's been, like, my journey into, like, reentering that life and trying to regain that some of that. Yeah. And, and so I, I, your art just seems, like, all over the place to me in a really um, good way. All over the place in the sense where, like, if you had – um, like a, a Ziploc bag filled with creative water and then you split it open and it just pours out all over everything. And I, I just think yeah. that's so amazing. Thank you. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, and that's why I wanted to talk to you. Thank uh, you. I just find that, do you feel that that's what you, that you're, you're kind of like a, an exp, a har harnessing a, um, a creative energy that you're able to kind of just spread all over in a way. I do, but I wasn't always like this. Like when, oh. when we met, I was going through a severe creative block and I was like ah. very sad, very depressed. Like that's huh. why I ended up taking a job because I was just yeah. like, I don't know what to, I don't know how to run a business. That's a creative business. And when you yeah. feel like you're going through a really bad creative block, then like, your business suffers, sure. you know, so everything suffers, everything suffers. And I think like yeah. even earlier on, like I was, I always considered myself an artist, but I didn't necessarily go down the path that like people traditionally go when they call themselves an artist, like going to art school and stuff like that. I went to business school. Oh, really? I didn't <laughs> know that. <laughs> Which I, I think, mean, it, make, it makes sense because you have a business. Thank uh, you. <laughs> it's like it's such a good place for artists to be. And I feel like I was the only like outwardly like open artist out there. Yeah. And I was just like, come on, we need more artists in, in business school. <laughs> and they're all like, just focus on the numbers on yeah, the first quarter of growth. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like making that like drawing like little flowers on them, you know. But um, uh, nice. yeah, I just I went to business school and 
Um, so I didn't necessarily like take the path that kind of, uh, I don't, I don't know what it's like to take, you know, uh, go to art school. So I, I can't speak yeah. for that, but I feel like there was never, uh, any sort of like, you have to do it this way and you can't do it this way. So right. I just like really followed whatever made me happy and whatever, like I wanted to do yeah. because I didn't like, it wasn't, there wasn't a project that like limited me to do something. I got to a point where I felt like you had to be like really specialized in something in order to like make it into the creative world. Yeah. And so I started to like try and focus on like just do one thing and like stick to one thing. Cause it's like, I had boxes of craft things. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to do this and this and this and this. And they're just, you know, it was just a nightmare of, of crafting supplies. Right. And I got into printmaking and I was like, okay, I'm going to focus on this one thing and I'm going to be really good at this one thing. And yeah. I and I did. I focused, and it just like sucked the life out of me because that's just not how I get my like creative inspiration. Huh. And so when I met you, like I was like, oh man, I've been doing this for so many years. Like I'm just so over printmaking <laughs> and lugging around these like thousands of pounds of metal around from one spot, you know, Bay Area to another. Yeah. And um. It was kind of going through that like creative recovery. It was the process of getting back into that sort of childlike part of me that was like, I like this and this and this and this, and I'm going to figure out a way to like play with all of those things. And it's not so much about like having an idea and then, you know, trying to be like specialized and execute it in that sort of way. But it was like, I have an idea now like out of all this range like what's the best way to tell my story for this project that's such an amazing uh, such an interesting way to look at it and it's funny that you say that because i mean like hey I, I didn't really realize that about you when i had met you which like just so our listeners know i had met you in 2016 or 17 mm -hmm. or something like that yeah um and i and you just at that point still to me it's it's like funny how perceptions seemed bubbling over with creativity you know what i mean so Thank maybe even you. at even at your lowest point yeah. you're still you're still above a lot of other people <laughs> that struggle to get there um but and, and and the um i mean just to zoom out a bit more context like your card business papa llama mm -hmm. right and you're still doing that i was just on the site am, earlier yeah. today yeah. i mean it, it it is it is pretty amazing it's Thank um you. Because it's all your content and yeah. craft and drawings and and your your if you don't mind just your process was is different than other card making processes right because you do it in an old school style. So I was up till pretty uh, recently I was doing everything letterpress. So like the process for my cards like as far as copy design like printing yeah everything was done by me in house. Um, so we would use letterpress. We you know me and me <laughs> <The cat>. <laughs> <laughs> me and you know my imaginary uh, friends we would yeah. uh, print on these old machines that um mine that i had was from 1949 not wow. that not that old but you know there's there's always a big story behind it the one that i had before was from 1910 so you know like these things were just really made to last and there was something really like beautiful about these machines that had such a long history and i always i remember when because i restored my 1910 press that was my first one but mm. i was just like oh i bet like at that time you didn't think a lady was gonna print on here <laughs> did you and there was yeah. something really like empowering about 
that process and, you know, just working with those kinds of machines. But it just got to a point where I couldn't focus on like the process and the design and all of that too. So yeah, I was like, I need to still be able to like be in love with this company and like be able to express myself. And, you know, with COVID and everything, like just seeing all of these like kids drawing rainbows around was like really inspiring. And I was like, I need more color in my life because I, you know, I don't, <laughs> have enough color. <laughs> yeah. Life. Yeah. You're so drab. I'm so drab, but I felt like every, like all my other art was really colorful and playful. And then like my cards, I really had to kind of limit myself to like one or two colors in order mm. to, you know, be able to make any sort of profit on, on a card. So right. I switched over to digital, uh, but I am working with somebody in San Francisco. And so it's like, he's taken over. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to add all the colors now. Like this is so much you know, it's just a different process. So I'm, I'm able to fall back in love with, with the process of printing. Because you can tell your um, story in a different way, it sounds like. And, yeah. And more, you know, it's it's it maybe breathe new life into it. Exactly. You, is part of it, because I want to kind of talk about how, like you said, you've, you're now able to tell your story through different mediums. Mm -hmm. And, like, when I say story, I think just that thing I was talking about in the beginning when we first started chatting about, like, that bubbling over sort of thing inside of you. Yeah. But what about... um like putting it like because I struggle with this too it's like you take something that you know you like really did enjoy and it is you are good at it and then putting it into like a framework or like a frame almost mm -hmm. sometimes like kind of chips away at it after a while yeah. uh did you find that it was just like the nature of it being a business like that there had to be like transactions involved that makes yeah. it kind of depressing is that kind of what it is I, <laughs> I feel like for me I've started to like notice that there was a pattern just throughout my life where yeah I would have an idea and I have this idea of like producing more mm. and like being able to like still maintain that sort of like handmade process and yeah. then like, I remember being younger and like having, like, I used to like sew all my clothes in high school wow. and like, people are like, I love the, it was like the nineties. So it's just like all these like fur, like, you know, bright blue fur <laughs> trimmed jackets and, um, cool. people would end up, I made a catalog, people would order, you know, custom order stuff. And then like, I made one, I was like, I'm so over this process. My mom would have to take over and like, sew all these, um, jackets for everyone. But wow. like, I just don't like particularly enjoy the process as much as like like as far as production i enjoy the yeah. process but i don't enjoy like producing multiple right. things um so yeah i think with a creative business you really have to have that sort of balance where you're you know like nurturing your creative self that's going to be able to like push you forward in your mm -hmm. creative business your creative career but also like be able to handle the parts that you like don't like like yeah if you don't like production then like don't print your own stuff <laughs> you know and spend like hours crying <laughs> like, <laughs> and doing that like that's a pain point address it and you yeah. know figure it out and then you know have someone else do it or bring someone on board to help you out and and then move forward you like instead of having it be chipped away like, yeah, if it starts to to be a painful thing, if you like dread doing that in the morning, then it's time to like maybe think about how to get that out of your life and adjust it so you can keep yeah. going. That's so interesting that you say that, because I, I can totally relate in some ways, like even with some of the things that I do, 
which is nowhere near on the scale of the things that you do. But I, but like, but just to, just to kind of add flavor to that, like I hear you. Cause like, like even with the, like take the podcast, like I got some of the things I do are like music and stand up and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But even with the podcast, like people will tell me like, you should be doing a better job at like people that are trying to help me, mm-hmm. you know, that believe in, that believe in me mm-hmm. are like, you should be doing a better job at, you know, like the Instagram stuff or the marketing oh, or like yeah. this kind of thing. And, and like, I actually do know that stuff. Like I, I, when you met me, that was my career, actually. Like, yeah. I do know how to do it. Of course, yeah. But I hate doing it. It, it, it uh, I just hate doing it. Yeah. You know, like, the, the thought of doing it. To do that stuff, mm-hmm. it would take up all the energy I could use to do to actually do the thing I want to do. Exactly. And then I'm just, like, a dry sponge. Yeah. Like, I can't do anything now. Yeah, and, you know? <laughs> and now you feel, like, uninspired to, like, do the thing that you need to do in order yeah. to, like, make the whole thing actually happen. Exactly. So then like what, the... what is your solution? Like, how do you keep from, like, getting that chipped away? Well, it's I, ha- I wouldn't say I have a solution. I think, like... I stopped being uh, somewhere around this year in 2020. I stopped being hard on myself. Yes. Uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I used to put too much pressure on myself to, to like do all those things. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta, you want to be a stand-up comic. Well, you gotta do open mics all the time, and you gotta be looking to book shows. You gotta host a show. You gotta promote the show. You gotta mm-hmm. be a marketing manager. You gotta, you know, build your own brand. I was like, there's a lot of this stuff that I, I don't really like doing. Yeah. So I was just like, you know what? Like, and I talked about this in another episode of the podcast, but I was like. I just started to believe in like tiny little um, snowballs of things could turn into like an avalanche. Yeah. So for me, it's like I record one of these when I feel like it, when I feel inspired to talk to somebody or there's mm-hmm. someone I really want to talk to. Um, and then I do my best job to make the show sound good and be interesting. Yeah. And then I put it out like with stand up. If I think of something funny, I'll workshop it. I'll write it. I'll get excited about it. I have a partner who I bounce ideas off of. Yeah. If we both agree it's funny, I'll do it at open mic. And mm-hmm. but I don't think about. Um, I don't care. Like I don't care if I don't care anymore as much about if anybody hears yeah. it. How am I gonna get the message out? I'm just kind of doing it, and I'm hoping that all right, like maybe one day I'll have enough content or a catalog of things where I I could like market it that way. Yeah. But like I just don't. I just don't. I just don't put that much thought into that anymore. Yeah. I just am hoping for the, hoping for the best, but I do it mainly for myself. Yeah. And easy on myself. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like that's like something like the good thing that might come out of 2020 is that yeah. we don't have the energy or the time to like be so hard on ourselves and yeah. like to do things that we don't want to do when it comes to like creative projects or like passion projects. So right. like the things that are coming out are like nothing but like, the very core of you that makes you happy. Like that's the thing that's coming out and like everything in, you know, regarding like marketing and, you know, all the other stuff is just, you know, here and there. But I feel like people can sense that like, this is a, this is somebody who really enjoys doing this. Like, you know, they'll, they'll follow you. They'll come to your, to your events and, you know, like to your social media, like presence because of that, like you don't necessarily have to like go out and find people Yeah. if you're just doing the thing that you love to do. So I hope that that's, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And like, that's like, I hope that's something that carries over to, you know, 2021 where we continue to do like these really, like we're talking about passion projects, like really stuff that we love and we want to share. We want to like, you know, share joy with people. Yeah, I, 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 I could not agree more. And it's like, 
like even like my I've been writing so like I I always played a lot of music and um but I hadn't been for years because I I'm still going through a rediscovery of my creative stuff myself. Yeah. But this year I wrote a bunch of music and like I'm kind of like uh the the with my friend Tommy who's my my writing my music writing partner yeah. and we finished our album and we now we have Whoa. to like produce it, right? Yeah. But it's like this now it's like this is the part where I'm like let's go I just want to keep writing the songs yeah. forever. Uh, but it's been cool about 2020 um and I'd like to hear this from you like I I feel like I um really was able to rediscover what those things are. Yeah. Like I don't know if I'm doing all of them all the time trying to, but mm-hmm. like the whole like dimming down, like the quieting of everything this year, mm-hmm. it made like things really obvious to me that were like confusing yes. before 2020. Yeah. Did you have that experience? 100%. Like, yeah. 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 Like, like getting into like the flavors of like, like, you know, the stuff you're doing now, like the Risa rainbow YouTube channel yeah. where you're like walking people had it you know, make crafts and like some of them are pretty funny too. I, I like, Thank like I, I, I enjoy them, but um, like where did, where did that, did that, is this, is this a side effect of a rediscovery of your creative self because of yeah. this year? It is. I mean, it was exactly when everything shut down. I feel like there was this huge, like noticeable presence of artists that like came out to the like forefront because I think artists are really used to uncertainty Mm-hmm. that you know when during this time where it's just like everything shut down and like it's so uncertain how long are we going to be in this for and we're gonna you know have to be away from each other and I felt like all of these artists came out and were like we're gonna do like a you know draw together thing you know on this day this day like yeah. I just I was so impressed by the arts community in that sense that like like uncertainty we got it you know like you don't know where your paycheck is going we understand that we've been doing this for years like yeah you know like let's use art as a way to like connect and you know in any sort of way possible so like the the videos and stuff really was stemmed from that and that like how do I I just thought about like kids a lot like oh man all these parents are gonna be with their kids and like you know like it's just who, how do you occupy your time when you're, you know, like not necessarily like your go-to is creating something. So like, right. let's like make something together, occupy some time, like for a moment, let's just like be okay together and stay connected. And like, you know, and that's, that's how all of that video stuff starts. So it is a very new thing, but in that process, like I learned that I love doing videos. Like for me, it's like a really fun way of connecting and kind of like, I'm like terrible at like, like getting my picture taken. Like can't take a great picture like at all, but I feel like I can like translate my personality like via video. Totally. So um, it just became something new and then learning all about like audio and video and like, just everything it was just like oh like what sorts of capabilities do i have and can i put animations in here can i like you know all that sort of stuff it just became something like new and interesting to discover and do you and you do all that stuff like like with the stop motion and and the um the text like the text and the branding and all that stuff is that is that all coming from you or did you yeah. like learn all that stuff at really yeah that's that's yeah, amazing yeah. too you know it's in itself because like I what I admire so much about you is like that it's like not enough just to like have the talent which you have so much talent like like overflowing but then you've also managed to like 
put it into like something that where you can showcase it in all these different mediums, but then you're also learning all the technical aspects of how to do it. Yeah. That's, Th that in itself is an art thank in some you. cases. It's like, you know, you know very primitive. <laughs> like, I feel like there's <laughs> probably a lot of good like programs out there that I'm like not like tapping into, but Maybe. <laughs> I, I love like, I love the process. Like I love, okay. Like stop motion, you know, like, okay like you, you know you do this and this if you do it bigger then you can do like details of like eyes and blinking and you know this sort of stuff and adjusting it just becomes like a whole new level of of understanding and discovery that happens yeah. like without even changing the medium really it's just like changing the technique and the you know the, the technology part so i'm still learning a lot especially when it comes to like lighting and you know there's just all these like different components <laughs> oh, yeah. you know like lighting is forever a nightmare for me but like <laughs> um especially with stop motion if like lights change you're just like oh cool this is like very drastic in the stop right, motion consistency matters exactly a lot, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah but then like <laughs> i learn and i know like the next project's gonna be better because of it and i think there's something about like people are really afraid of like making mistakes and mm -hmm. you know like it has to be perfect it has to look perfect like everything has to be, you know, as you imagined from the first time you do it. But it's right. it's not like that. I think we get so used to like technology where we push a button and like something happens and, you know, we kind of forget that there's usually this learning curve that happens. So right. that's why I loved printmaking so much because you could actually like visually see the process happening versus like pushing a button and then like something appearing and being like well that's just how it is it's just perfect from you know like i just push a button and it's perfect yeah so i want people yeah. to make mistakes you know like and i think there's just so much joy in learning um through mistakes and sometimes those mistakes are the best yeah. part of things though you know that that's like for me some of the coolest moments like uh like like for example with the music writing, like, you know, there's, mm. there's been a lot, a lot of times where like me and the guy, Tommy will plan to, you know, write a song that sounds like this. Like we, there's some planning that's involved, but then like he'll like accidentally play something or we'll even like make a mistake with the software. We use this software called logic yeah. Yeah. and hit a butt, hit a button that we didn't mean to hit. Yeah. And, and and then something cool will happen and we'll be like, that's the best part of the song. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this mistake, you know, and that, yes. that kind of like, materially it's like how would you describe it like ignition of something yeah like spark that kind of catches fire real quick yeah. like it was an accident and it's like that can be really cool too yeah you know? <laughs> exactly and i think that's something that like you know we talk about like being so hard on ourselves you know bef before this year and i think like we have a tendency to like skip over that like that this you know not maybe not like mistake but this unintentional thing that we did yeah. ends up being the cool thing that you did you know and like and it's like being like less hard on ourselves like allows us to have those moments and I, yeah. it's just it's cool i'm i'm glad that you're you enjoying that too yeah i mean i'm on a um like i mean if you want to talk about how like 2020 has has adjusted my cre like creativity yeah. i think like I know a lot of people that went through this and it sounds like you went through it too, mm -hmm. which is interesting. Like, cause I, I, to me, it just seemed like you're so creative in the first place. For me, I felt like I was so creative and then like shoved it down for years and years and years. So I could yeah. like be a focus on, you know, whatever I thought I was focusing on. Yeah. 
and and also tell myself a story about the kind of life that I wanted to live. Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting because, like, honestly, like I've 2020 has been one of the better years of my life for me personally. Like, obviously not. I haven't enjoyed existential threats and stuff like yeah. that. And I feel that my heart goes out to everybody that, you know, lost people like I lost people. We all yeah. did. Like, it, and of course, like, just a disclaimer. Like, I get that. Yeah. But like but in terms of my personal growth Mm -hmm. like um i don't know i had these so many trippy experiences this year where i was like dude like it really hadn't hit me before like all the things i was stressed about like they they dissipated like like my social life that was so important to me and going to bars and stuff and being out with people i realize i don't like any of that stuff i don't miss any of it at all Mm -hmm. zero yeah zero percent of me misses it and it's like you have these realizations like all these things that you put so much time and energy and stock into don't matter like mm-hmm. okay so then it's like well what what does matter yeah. and i found myself doing things that i used to do when i was like a younger and then i just like you just stop doing it. it's mm-hmm. like even with guitar like i had a friend here one night and i was like do you mind if i play you a song on the guitar mm-hmm. and uh and she was like okay like it was not something i'd ever like done before yeah. you know and it's, not, and it's very out of my nature like i'll do it on stage and stuff but i would never like be like you know one of my friends like yo let me play you this song yeah. you know i'm just not that guy but this night I did, and like it felt like I played like a whole song end to end for one person, like singing my head off and stuff. And it felt, it just felt so right. And there was, yeah. and I got nothing out of it besides doing it in that moment. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And and didn't have to That's monetize beautiful. it. Didn't have to get likes or clicks or it just just doing things again. I just realized, like, dude, this is the key. Yeah. And it's so simple. I know. It's so obvious. It's it's <laughs> always the like most simple things that you know end up becoming overly complicated by our brains yeah our stupid our stupid brains. brains just making everything <laughs> complicated <laughs> but it, but like now when you boil it down it's just like that's why i said like your creative your creative nature and the things you do like are childlike in nature because i feel like they're um they're not limited there there's no limiting condition to like what's what's possible you know thank you um and even some of the more um like surreal i guess you would call it stuff that you do or like i don't know avant-garde i don't know how like like for example the um the upside down frown. Yes, my frown upside um, down. Frown upside down. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's I'm trying to just so our our li- uh, the people that are listening know I'm trying to figure out exactly where where is that's on your website. It's Risa on my yeah. Colbert, Risa Colbertson. Risa Colbertson. Yeah. Um, and there's a stop motion graphic about what that is. Yes. Could you tell me about that a little bit? Because I yeah. just thought that I, <laughs> I thought that was really cool. Yeah. So yeah. it's um yeah. I'm taking ceramics. I'm part of a, a ceramics studio here in the city. Nice. And I was having a really frustrating day on the on the potter's wheel. And I was like, I'm just going to like play with clay and make something. And I was just like in this grumpy mood and just playing with something. And it just turned into this like little, you know, rainbow shape and then flipped it. And I was like, oh, it's like a little a frown. It's just flip. And then it would just put some eyeballs on it. And I found myself like laughing to myself about this like shape that I made And instantly, like, my mood had completely changed from, like, being so grumpy to, like, just being delighted by this, like, silly just face that I created. And I thought, like, wow, what the power of an object to shift your mood is so wild. Like, this is why we have things around us that are, like, bring us, you know, like, joy or remind us of things. And I thought, like, well, that power that we kind of put into objects it's actually just a reflection of us and like how much power do we have to be able to like kind of shift those types of moods 
Mm-hmm. And then I just started thinking about like, not only like my environmental impact of art, um, like making the three feet like uh, felted green feet that I made. I was like, this is going to last forever. Like <laughs> it's like <laughs> foam inside the recycled foam. And I was like, what's like my environmental impact. And then as with the frown upside down, so I was like, what's my emotional impact of art? Like, you know, like huh. if I were to, at the end of my life, like how many people, like I was able to shift their moods from the art that I created. So with the frown upside down, it's like, I'm going to make a hundred of these. And then like, at least I'll know I'll make like a hundred people smile at the oh, end. Man. So it's, you know, it's, this is the, the, my like whole thing behind my art is that, I want it to be accessible in like enjoyment at any level. So like the frown upside downs or anything, like if you want to just take it for like, it's a goofy face. It's like, yes, yeah. it is. It's like, but if you want to think about, you know, however, whatever, whatever it makes you feel on like a deeper level or my intent behind it on a deeper level, like you can go there too, but like yeah. it's there for you wherever you are. And that's what I'm hoping that my art will do or, you know, showcases is that wherever you're at, you know, whatever age group you're in, you can enjoy it. Yeah. And it's, a, it's such a uh, such like a, a pure intention to have for your art, too. Yeah. So and I think that that that's why it's it's I just think it's really it just comes across in everything that you do. Thank you. That there's this pure intention behind it, you know, Thank you. and that's that's really cool. And, and you're totally right about 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 that like about objects mm-hmm. you know I, it's it's odd because i had a sim i actually had a similar thought about objects this morning mm-hmm. where like um i have a cat named uh rosie mm-hmm. and uh basically like my mom has never met the cat mm-hmm. and doesn't and actually she's like seen she doesn't she's old so she doesn't use like social media and stuff yeah so she's seen like no pictures so she's seen me like describe i describe the cat yeah to her. and i show her a picture here and there but she doesn't she doesn't know what the cat looks like yeah. but she bought me a um like a little statue of my cat mm-hmm. like it's like I don't know where it came from. She found it in some shop or something. And I was thinking about this thing because it looks just like my cat. Like it's striking. Whoa. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> like when I look at her, I like feel all the sensations that I feel towards my cat. Yeah. And um, that's just interesting because I mean, this is just some who knows the, the intent of this object. Mm-hmm. It looks like it was meant to have been part of some weird European like mantle set or yeah. something, you know, but. Um, but for me, it, it like it really when I hold it, it like really reminds me of like the, the, from adopting her to now, and the fact that my mom yeah. found it in the universe and was able to give it to me. I, it's like all that stuff is so meaningful. Yeah, you know? exactly. But maybe not so to whoever whoever made it. It's like yeah, it can be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. You know? And I, I just kind of that's how I connected with what you're saying, and I and I totally feel that yeah. too. Yeah. Objects hold, objects hold a lot of power, both on how you receive so. them and and when you are holding it to reflect it can really bring you back to like a place yeah you know exactly it's weird yeah that's why i like surround myself with tchotchkes everywhere they're <laughs> I, I can yeah. imagine do, do, do you uh do you operate out of like a if i remember you had like a studio in the I bay do. area yeah do you still do that i do yeah. my studio is over in berkeley my car is okay. in the shop so i'm not i'm at home today but oh, okay. i was okay. gonna go to the studio and record this but yeah there's nice. something about like having my own space too. Like I've always kind of shared space with people. And this is kind of the first one that I have my like own designated area. And there's something really like, I think especially like my mom's Japanese. So I inherited a lot of like Japanese, like cultural things, female um, 
traits. And yeah. I'm like, I feel like I'm really get really over overly concerned about the people around me and their well-being and like my impact on their lives. Like I yeah. don't really want to like intrude and I, I make myself small. Not that that's like a cultural thing, but that's like my my culture <laughs> that yeah sure, that sure. I um, have experienced. So there's something about like having my own space and being able to like be creatively as big as I want to be. That's been really like good for my creative self. And now yeah. I feel like, oh, I can't be without a studio. A, because I make things that are like way too big to like house in any anywhere in like the Bay Area, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, housing situation. <laughs> but like, yeah, there's something about like having my own space that's been extremely like healing as far as that whole you know being in a creative slump and kind of getting out of it but not not to say that everyone has to have their own studio space it's very much a luxury but like even having like your own like desk or a corner of a desk that you can just call your own and just express yourself without having to feel like there are some walls well i mean i'm actually i'm very much aligned on that thinking that makes a lot of sense to me because like i, I think that having a yeah, like you said, it doesn't have to be like a studio, but like having a space that caters to like how you want it, how it makes you feel secure and present and safe mm -hmm. um, matters. Because like even if you're thinking about it from like a psychological perspective, like Maslow's hierarchy of mm -hmm. needs, like one of the most basic needs before you can get to the top of this pyramid, which is like self-actualization and yeah. realization, like one of the most basic fundamental layers is uh, safety. Mm -hmm. And like I just feel like. Like I was, I've been to this too. Like mm -hmm. my space was, I mean, obviously right now it's, it's all packed up because I'm moving, but like it was very much a reflection of me, even though it's the size of a closet yeah. and it made me feel like, I like to like walk into a place where I feel like it's a complete reflection of, of what I hold important. Yeah. And, um, that enables me to be creative. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like the, the space matters. It does matter quite a bit. Yeah. I think too. I think that in order to get there, just like my personal belief on this in order to get there, where you can like exercise the muscle or work the gene mm -hmm. of the the creative juice. Like I, I need a, a lot of foundation setting in that way. Yeah. Like I, I need to feel like my uh, secure yeah. and I'm in a space that makes sense and I'm not deter, you know, I'm not distracted. And it's like, yeah. So I, what you're yeah. saying, that's, that's how that makes me feel. Safety. I, I can vibe with that. Yeah. Safety to, yeah. to let go and, and be your creative self. And it is a vulnerable experience. Like to, to have a space that you feel comfortable in is, is important. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And also just like a, a place that, uh, I don't know, like it's just wholly yours. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And it doesn't have to be uh, a whole different thing. Like even this little desk, like it's just wholly my desk. Exactly. You know? Yeah. It's a, it's a great, it's a great place to be. Yeah. It's a mindset. <laughs> it's not, it's not like a physical space. No. So yeah, yeah. I definitely encourage people to like find a little corner to, to call it their own. Yeah. I, I've been, um, like big on this it's like again with 2020 like this whole the whole mindset shift thing mm -hmm. um like i this has been like my major takeaway from this year is like that you, nothing nothing really ch has to change except the way you perceive or view things yeah and then everything changes yeah. you know like i used to spend so much time wrestling with like how I could if I could just do this and this and this would change and then this would change and my life would change mm -hmm. and I'd be happy uh, like, and then I, I just this year really just taught me like it's just your relationship to like how you perceive it yeah. and it's so simple but like for example like 
I have this um, and there's a reason I'm telling this story. It trickles it trickles into like my questions that I have for you. But there's this thing. I have this. Uh, I don't know if you, you know what Ricard is. It's like a French liqueur. It's mm-hmm. like a digestif mm-hmm. that the French the French people will drink it after they eat. And it's like one of my favorite was one of my favorite things. And um, I went to a fancy restaurant in New York City in August, like right when like outdoor dining was popping. Mm-hmm. It was summer, and I, I I had too many beers, which has been a problem for me in my life at certain <laughs> times. And like I you know, and I don't like to do that as much. And I stole this um this thing, this pasties thing that you pour water into. Mm-hmm. Uh, I stole it from this fancy restaurant because my friend dared me to. And I woke up with it the next day and I was super embarrassed. Like I hated looking at mm-hmm. it because I was like, this. I'm an idiot. I'm in my 30s. I'm stealing things from restaurants. Like I can't control myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I hated it. I just hated looking at it. But then a few weeks ago, I planted um a plant in it mm-hmm. instead of like its intended purpose is to serve booze. Yeah. And now when I look at it, it's flourishing into this amazing plant. <laughs> yeah. And it's really cool. Every time someone comes over, they're like, where did you get that amazing planter? You're like, planter? you just go to this you know? place. You just make a reservation. Yeah, you and you're gonna- <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it just reminds me that, like, first of all, it's like it's like that nothing changed about the thing itself. Mm. It's just it's just now I perceive it as a as a planter instead of a, a, a thing that caused me like a bad memory. Yeah. And on top of that, it also just symbolizes that things can change in general. Mm. Like things can, things can, you can change the way you perceive them. And then once you do that, they can change and grow. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, that yeah. was kind of a rant just to say like, uh, that's why what I think you do is so important because like all the art that you're either making yourself, um, showing people how to make through like your courses or through your YouTube channel um, can really help people change their perception of the way they view like their own objects, their own creativity and the things they do themselves. And I think even your cards do that, Thank you know? You. Wow. And like, yeah, that's heavy, but that's, uh, I love it. Thank you. I really had to get that out because like, that's this, that's the lesson of this year. And like, there's no better person I think to talk to about that than you, you know? Whoa. <laughs> yeah. You. Well, because you do so much of it for people, you know? Thank you. For sure. <laughs> like, uh, even your cards, like I have one of your cards, someone, I think, um, at some point, I was given a card from you, like not not like it was like a bunch of people signed it, and it was on my birthday. It says, uh, "You're so old" uh-huh. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, wow, wow, you're old. <laughs> yeah, wow, you're old. Yeah, yeah. Like I still have it hanging, or I did on my mantle until I started moving. Um, you know, do, do you like hearing you say that? Like thinking about the hundred people that might enjoy your your things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if they're intended, like. That must be quite a rewarding feeling to know that people that absorb your stuff, like keep it, mean something to them, maybe it flowers into something that you never imagined. You know? Totally, yeah. And for, <laughs> for me, like the reason why I went towards like letterpress, it was either like letterpress or screen printing. And like yeah. my whole idea behind my card process was that I didn't, I felt like if you had five bucks, like you yeah. still sh- could buy something that someone like cared about making. Like I wanted yeah. people to feel like they're buying like a $5 piece of art and that right. like there was this process that happened that someone cared about that someone like put a lot of energy in. It's like, you know, made in a way that like every single one of them is slightly different. So mm-hmm. like that sort of accessibility of like, you got five bucks, you got like a handmade, yeah. you know, piece of art. Um, And, you know, the process has changed since, but yeah, like my whole thing is connecting and like having methods of connection. And for me, like what, growing up, 
I'm bicultural and biracial and my mom's side is all in Japan. So I would spend, mm. you know, the year, like all my summers in Japan and then the rest of the year in America. And that was just like this, like just heartbreaking, like, you know, like just distance between two sides of my world that like I loved dearly. And it was yeah. before like the internet and, you know, Zoom and everything that we have now. And like, it was letters, like my mom would get letters and I knew like that day that she would feel like she had, you know, like someone from home in her house and like when i was in japan and my grandmother lived like in the in the mountains so like you know getting the wow. letter from my my bestie who would still writes me like you know just getting those just like oh okay i got like a connection from my other yeah. side of my life and so for me like the reason why i wanted to do cards was because that connection was really important to me and i felt like you know, email and text message and all that sort of stuff has its perks, but there's nothing like getting like a handwritten letter and no, like even like nothing. pen palling and stuff like that too. Like you really discover all of these things about people that you might've known for years, but mm -hmm. you just, you're able to savor the time in between. And it doesn't become like such like a heartbreaking thing, like to have yeah. distance and time away from each other that it becomes this, you know, part of its beauty of connection. So I was like, I'm going to do cards because that's a, you know, lucrative business in <laughs> Bay Area. <laughs> What's the oldest thing you got? Like, let's, uh, let's invest in that. But, you know, for me, connection is really important. And like with my art, with the products that I make, it's, you know, like the foundation to all of it is keeping people connected. Yeah, and I think you do a great – I mean, it's like – you even mentioned, like, it's like, oh, you know, cards. Like, I'm going to get into this old thing. But I so many – so much of cards. Like, I like I had a different experience than you. Like, when I grew up, I thought of a card mm -hmm. as, like, a thing that you just had – you bought a card in the store. It meant nothing. It was, like, some event. It was mandated that you attend. Mm -hmm. So I had to check yeah, the yeah, box yeah. of buying a card. Mm -hmm. But I, I think what you do is important because it breathes new life into, like, why we are doing these rituals in the first mm -hmm. place. And like what it really is meant to accomplish. Like if you zoom out and take away like the re like, you know, it's like, oh, there's a birthday. So I have to send somebody a card. Yeah. Like, like I, I don't know. You put the intent back into things. And, I, and I think that's just so important. Yeah. And 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 really, really, um, really, really interesting. And I, I do. I, I didn't know that about you, actually, that you like were splitting your time between Japan and and, and the U.S. I guess yeah. California. California. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of a wild way to go. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but... <laughs> it, it's, it was nice though. You know, I I love having two cultures and you know just yeah. different perspectives. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I mean, there must. I mean, there must have been a shift, right? Like, like because if you had to go to one place and then back to the other, were you like, okay, time to become like U.S. version of Risa now, or like, yeah. or do you, a little bit? I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I had to there's maybe a little bit different set of standards for women. Yeah. Um, but I definitely just was myself throughout. Yeah. Um, sure. You know, so, and my family is kind of zany anyways in Japan. So yeah. <laughs> we're very like open and it, the culture itself, like Japanese culture is like very warm and inviting and, you know, yeah. all these sorts of things. So like, yeah, I think maybe it was like more of a, shock to come back to america and like you know not have yeah. this sort of sense of like community and family and you know that that sort of like 
looking out after one another that yeah. I feel like I experienced a lot in Japan. And that that obviously comes through in the art itself and in, in the intent behind what you're trying to do. Thank just you. to like kind of foster that. Yeah. I, think, I mean, I, I think so. I mean, yeah. like that sense, that sense of community that maybe you felt over there yeah. and like the, I, I think that part of what you're bringing to the world, mm -hmm. I think is an expansion or like a scaling of that. feeling. Yeah. I feel like it's like, I mean, especially when you're creating stuff and uh, you know, like when my intent for sharing how to make things, it's like, we're all doing this together, you know? And like, I really want that sort of sense of community when it comes to, I don't know, like how I'm, portray myself and you know yeah. my whole intent of like us doing an activity together is like I know what it's like to be lonely and I know what it's like to be like far away from people that you love and like sometimes it just takes like some sort of acknowledgement that like there's another person on the other side that you might not even know but like a simple kind gesture can really you know hit home and make you feel mm -hmm. like less alone in the world and that's what I want because I got that, you know, from so many things and art being a major part of that too. So if I can share that, then I feel pretty good. I mean, Hey, that's, that's an amazing goal. Um, I was wondering if I could just talk to you a little bit about like, so you're doing this, um, this course mm -hmm. on the creative yeah. bug. Super cool. Yeah. Uh, so it's on creativebug.com. Mm -hmm. And I'll put the links to all your stuff in the oh, episode cool. of this podcast so everybody can check it out. But um, so it's about pushing your creative boundaries. Mm -hmm. uh, it's called 31 Mixed Media Explorations, right? Yes. Got that all right? Yep, yep, yep. Um, so I wanted to talk to you about this because for a couple of reasons. Mm -hmm. Like, A, in the beginning of the show, you said that you went through a place where you were creatively blocked mm -hmm. in some way. Yeah. And I'm interested to hear about how you found the inspiration to unblock yourself, mm -hmm. like what, how that what how that went for you. Yeah. And then B, um, it sounds like it seems like to me. I mean, I didn't take the course yet. Mm -hmm. Maybe I will. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but it seems like this is like a. a, a, a <laughs> I want to see. I want to see. I, I, maybe I will. I, it's uh, I, I mean, why not? Right. I have unlimited time, and uh, I, I, if he, I've never done anything like it before. Yeah, but, challenge yourself. Right. Yeah. Try some new things. Yeah. 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 But it seems like this is also, I could use this as a way to unblock my creative, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, so you're helping other people do the same. So I don't know. That's what I would just ask you about right now, vaguely. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. What do you think I mean, about the, that? the whole concept <laughs> is to like kind of, it doesn't have to necessarily be like, it's, it's so I'm taking three different mediums and like doing a rotation with these prompts. And, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't have to be, the things that I picked out it can be anything it could be music it can be you know doing a video it could be whatever you want but like during my process of you know, unblocking myself it was all about like removing that sort of like pressure to be specialized in one thing and like really allowing myself to play in mm. different mediums and so this course is a 31 day challenge to get people to really just you know try something completely different or that sort of like moving from one thing to another to another is I feel like it helps unblock yourself when you're mm. just when you're stuck like when you're like drawing something and then you switch over to painting like you're seeing maybe the same object in a different way yeah. and there's something about that like getting your brain to like shift its perspective out of this when you're in a creative block, it feels really heavy 
and like you just can't get out of it and that's all you yeah. see but if you can start like training your body to start like physically shifting your perspective on something then i feel like i mean for me it helped me um yeah. you know just kind of get out of get out of that yeah it's yeah that, that, that's uh that's heavy that makes a lot of sense though and I, and I like the, the term you use to describe it, like, like allowing yourself space to play. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, again, like back to the, the, the sort of innocent and yes. childlike intent of things. Yeah. Like we often don't give ourselves the space to just like everything has to be so like outcome oriented yep. or, exactly. you know, like, I don't know if that's like a thing that's just impressed upon us by yes culture yes. you know <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it is right. Okay. So. Thank you for, thanks for confirming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause it's like, it's like, what's the point, you know? And I, I would do a lot of projects yeah, and yeah. like, you know, and, and that would be one of the first questions like, well, what are you doing this for? Like, is there a project? Is there, you know, a job? Is there something that you're doing this for? And it's like, no, just wanted to see how this worked out. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you just wanted to do it. It's like, yeah, play. Like, play. I don't know why we don't allow ourselves to do that anymore because it's just like, there's just so much, there's so many benefits to being playful that mm -hmm. I feel like can help us in our lives, in our work, in our relationships, like so many things. And yet we don't allow ourselves to do this. It's like society. Yeah. And then we, we, we and then we experience the negative effects of not allowing ourselves to do yeah. this. And it's also, I, I think that was like, I'm going to take a second just to breathe because I think that what you said there really is important. Like, it's like, giving yourself the space to play it, it i think that like whatever that means to mm -hmm. you you know what i mean like like just to do things without yeah like we have to feel this pressure like what's the point of doing anything mm -hmm. and it's like uh i mean sometimes the point reveals itself once you start to play you know what i mean it doesn't it doesn't matter exactly uh, play like just part just just like even when i mentioned earlier mm -hmm. like just like playing a song for no reason or like all those things like like allow you to exercise like whatever you're whatever's going on mm -hmm. inside of you and when you don't do that then you're like i don't know the world like you said it seems grayer yeah. it seems like you're in a cloud like you get exactly you don't understand what the point of anything yeah. is you know yeah. <laughs> and i feel like there there is like a, a major intent with play and that's just joy like yeah. and discovery and like i feel like those things are not necessarily enough for us to uh, allow ourselves the time to to do it yeah exactly because everything at least in the u.s i can't comment on other places i mean i've been other places but i've never I really ever lived in another country but like at least here it feels like like that gets really discouraged mm -hmm. as you get older yeah, you know what i mean absolutely. like it's just it's like it's all about like what's <laughs> what's your five-year plan yeah. or what's your you know what's your goal for this mm -hmm. and um you can get lost in that thinking and then you can you know and every, pretty much every guest I've had on the show has touched on this, mm -hmm. actually, um, of like of like this idea of like we don't want to go too far down a road and then look back on the last 20 years and be like, what did I do? Yeah. Like now is a great time to like break out of that for anybody yes. listening. And I, me included, mm -hmm. like the last few years for me See. have been a major undoing mm -hmm. of of that. Yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm working. Yeah. On it, you know, I, I'm going through <laughs> that, too. Like, I yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, it's it's. It's but it's it's so and that's why, again, like isolation has been great for that, mm -hmm. for that, for that. Like, what will I do? Like, you know, I went from having 
a fully packed calendar of events every Friday through Sunday. Mm. Not that I'm so cool, but I was doing a lot of like outside things. Yeah. Like my did my stand up outside to to having nothing to do and nobody to see mm -hmm. all the time. Then the question became, well, what am I going to do? And then I found myself just doing stuff mm -hmm. like I made a, um, something I've never showed anybody. Like I made one night, one Friday night, I made a, you know, this the podcast Serial. Mm -hmm. I made a parody of Serial where like the investigation was about an alien crash, mm -hmm. like like a like a Roswell style crash. Yeah. But like it was like an it was like retelling these events, but like uh, from the aliens perspective. So I'm like interviewing <laughs> and I'm doing zillions of voices. <laughs> and it's like and it was so wild. Yeah. And like I spent like like nine hours on this like fake podcast. Yeah. Never, never didn't. You know, the next day I woke up, I listened to it. It's like kind of funny and stupid. Yeah. But I was like, I have no real reason to show this to anybody. Like, I just I just have it. And yeah. it and it really like it, I was in a great place after that. Yeah. It opened me up to go do other things. It's exactly I just did it just to do yeah. it yeah like it's, it's amazing how simple it. that exactly. is for the joy of yeah, it yeah 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 and then and you even if you don't put that out there in the world nah. it's not necessarily all about like showing that and having content and like you know like getting that sort of feedback sometimes it's not about that like there's yeah. so much pressure to show every single thing that we create and sometimes it's just a process that we need to do for ourselves so that we can yep. do another project that we do end up showing to the world. And those things are important too. And we don't, again, we don't allow ourselves that sort of time, except now when there, everything has been cleared off and you've got nothing yeah. but time with yourself. Yeah. And it can be really, you know, having nothing but time with yourself can be re really freeing and liberating, or it can be really tough. Yeah, like I know a lot absolutely. of people struggled yeah like like you know it really shows you like this year at least has shown me at least what you're really attached to in in a in a negative like like what am i holding on to that i should just let go mm -hmm. of and i found that i was able to do that this year like why do i care about this why do i even care about this yeah let it go yeah. gone yeah you, know? you don't have time and or then space you're... for that exactly mm -hmm. but you don't see those things when you're living for them no you know yeah <laughs> it's so I know I keep saying like it's so simple. It, it seems so simple now, mm -hmm. you know, but it's like I remember like a year ago, a lot of this stuff was like these were my stresses. These yeah. were my problems and they're and they're gone, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you can. It sounds like you can relate to yeah. that, but it's, it's just been such a weird year for that. It has you know? been. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I do, you know, feel for people who really have struggled this this year. And, you know, yeah, I'm not always like a bright, happy, fun person like it's yeah. been the tough year for for all of us right you know but um but yeah it's just i i personally have really cut out a lot of you know the bs like stuff that well why did i care about this like what 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 should i really focus my energy on what sort of energy do i have you know and and how do i yeah, bring in the good things and make sure that the people that I care about are taken care of in a way that's still like sustainable for myself. And yeah. I think that's also another thing too, is like this year people, I think people are like allowing themselves to listen to their own needs. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm an introvert, so I'm constantly canceling plans, but like, <laughs> yeah, and I'm a Californian too, so I'm also canceling plans. Double, double whammy, <laughs> so yeah. I never do anything. <laughs> but um, you know, full I calendar, know. but you know, that I just like go on and like X them all out, you know. But 
Um, <laughs> you know, there's just so many times that now like, oh, I can't make this Zoom call or, you know, sorry, I haven't texted you in three weeks because I've been depressed. And it's like, I get it. Like, you know, or same, like, you know, I'm sorry, I've been meaning to contact you. It's just like, there's stuff going on with my family and I just don't have the energy. And I, and yeah. I feel like there's this sort of kindness that's happening with, with people where before it's like, oh, but we were supposed to go out. Like, you know, now it's like, yeah, I totally understand. Like, take care of yourself. Let me know how I can support you. Or, you know, it's just like, there's a sort of kindness yeah, no. and like knowing what level you're at and like how much you can take on and really like following through with that. Being like, I can't emotionally take on this. Like, yeah, I, I hope that's something that we, you know, also carry over to, to the years after this too, is like getting a better sense of what, what is best for us and our emotional selves so that we can be, you know, good for our communities and, and relationships around us. Yeah. I think that, I think that's uh, like really well said. Cause I had a lot of those moments this year. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure you did, you know, where I was like realizing that like I could only handle X, Y, Z yeah. at this particular time, like emotionally. And I was like, and I, like I said, I, I, I've been kinder myself. I can't mm -hmm. agree. I can't tell you enough. Like I could not agree more yeah. with what you're saying, but like, even for the heart, like I'm glossing over, like, I had such an amazing year, like everything, you know, and, and that is true, like because of the lessons I learned, mm -hmm. but there was, there was, there was hardships, yeah, you know, there was bad things that happened. And it's like, but, and I remember even in those moments though, mm -hmm. like, like we had a friend who passed away in September, this guy Shivam, mm -hmm. um, who like they think probably died because of COVID because of coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Right. So like that was a tough time. Um, but I remember even during that time I was like, I like normally I would have like went to work and like, just like thought about that for like when I had time to think about mm -hmm. it, but I I gave myself the freedom to like not do anything else. Mm -hmm. Like, like I told my, like I, I like told people that I work with, like, I was like, I'm just dealing with this thing. And so I'm disconnected mm -hmm. and I'm not myself. And I need to like, just like, give myself the time to exercise yeah. it. I just think I would have never done that before this year. Yeah. Like I, I, I realized how much, like, what it takes to process stuff, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like both internally and cause like when the world is so existentially threatening, mm -hmm. And then you all like to manage that as an individual. I think we all just kind of realize like what your own process is for managing that. And you need to give yourself space to do it or things bubble yeah, up, you know? Exactly. So it's just been interesting yeah. like, for that. <laughs> so many lessons this year. <laughs> big lessons. Big so lessons. many lessons. <laughs> big la 2020. Big, big lessons. lessons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't know. I, I just like, it's just refreshing to hear your take on that because like, I, I couldn't agree more. Mm hmm. I feel like we're aligned in that way. Yeah. I think it's so important. The next thing. Yeah. 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 The next thing I'm going to do is take your course. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I don't really have any more questions for you. Yeah. I, uh, I just, I enjoyed that. I appreciate that you took the time to do this. Of course. I, I mean, I told you yeah. my calendar is free. <laughs> Even if it wasn't, I would make it free, you know? Yeah. No, I really, I really, really appreciate it. Like, um, I'm, uh, I'm enthusiastic about all the things that you do. Thank you. Um, I haven't sent a card in a while, but I always, I think I used to say to you that you were the official card provider of Andrew Ginsburg. Yes. So I will go to papalama.com and start Thank and start you. getting back on the card game. I do have a, and, my uh, own personal favorite this year, which is um, chestnuts uh, roasting on a dumpster fire 2020. Yes. Happy end to this year. <laughs> and it's been flying off the shelves. It's really nice to feel connected to people that, you know, just people are buying them like crazy. And I'm like, we're all feeling this. It feels again, connected to my community. <laughs> and that's awesome because I, 
I saw that one. I loved it. Uh, I, I'm looking at it right now. Actually, I have it up on my other screen. That's like another thing. I like. I know I just kind of put us in wrap up the episode mode, but like, that's another thing I love about your cards is like, like I told you earlier, like, like some of your stuff is like so funny, Thank so on you. point timing wise. You know, it's like this is happening now, and there's a card about it. It's great, and um, it's just like it's just like such a such a great uh visual sometimes representation of like what's going on. Even your masks. Like, you know, like they're just like, like, all right, you have to sell coronavirus masks. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I, I, I wish that they weren't even a thing that people had like were being sold. Yeah. Right. But I don't know. Yours just make me feel good about the whole. <laughs> <laughs> like if I had to wear like, you know, and honestly, I didn't see the mask section until I started getting ready for this podcast. Yeah. But like, I definitely want one of these tape ones, these cassette tape yeah. ones. Order. Yes. It's just like, um, I don't know. That's so I, I I don't even know what I'm trying to say about this. I, I just think that it's like you've done a really you're doing a really important thing by like, you know, the stuff that you're selling, you can tell is personal to you. But it's it's also reflective of where we're at culturally. Mm. And it's just cool. Contemporary happening right now and like makes the stress, pressure and fear and sadness of all this crap that's going on just seem a little less like it's like oh it's okay thank okay you. this is a fun mask yeah thank you, know? you thank you <laughs> i mean i feel like comedians like i feel like a kindred spirit with com comedians too because it's like we're doing so much to just try and get people to smile so it's not so you know rough out there yeah. and if you can get yeah. someone to smile if you can get someone else to smile and like you were the one that caused that person to smile like it feels good and it feels you know less less sad yeah, no, for sure. I mean, like, with, like when I started this uh, this podcast, like, I wasn't sure what I wanted it to be mm -hmm. like because I was doing another show before this that was, like, all comedy, like, all stupid, dumb mm -hmm. joke stuff. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I'll do something more serious. Like, I don't really – and, like, I just was like, I'm just going to talk to people that I think are – like, my friends that I think are interesting and it'll grow yeah. um, or it'll evolve. And, like, what I realized looking back on it now – like this will probably be the last serious interview I do. Like I might do one's like stupid mm -hmm. one this year, like stupid in the sense where like me making jokes with my friends, yeah. but like, um, like looking back on it now, they've all been about like how you manage your creativity to like express yourself. Mm -hmm. And like, they've all been about like the struggle of like being just a person in 20, 2019, 2020 going into 2021, mm -hmm. like, and like managing like the things that we all want and strive for, but like also being yourself. Mm -hmm. They've all kind of had that theme. Yeah. Like how you, how your process and your creativity and how you stick to like your your true nature and um, I hope that this show this year, like if anything, whoever listened to it, it, it was able to make you think like I wonder how I'm expressing myself, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, or something. Because I learned so much from talking to people like mm -hmm. you. Um, so anyway, it's 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 all been good for that reason. I, I'm glad we were all like had each other's backs. It felt like yeah, in some yeah, yeah. Year, you know? I feel that too. And it's so yeah. nice to hear like other people, especially because we are so isolated to hear other yeah. people and like, oh, like we're all sharing like a similar, you know, experience. And it's really nice to know that even in isolation, like we're still together. Yeah, we're all we're all, we're connected, all connected. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And to tap yeah. into that, you know, and, and find that and your your whole podcast, like this series is going to be such like a, a time capsule too. like, I hope that we can yeah. like refer back to it too later on <laughs> when we're like, what coronavirus you know and be like oh remember <laughs> that time when we had all of these like great lessons that we learned and and ways that we wanted to like move forward and like you know coming back to, to this podcast and other things of this time and being like reminded of what was really important 
Yeah, I hope. I think that's a um, it's a positive note to end on. That's what I hope for too. I hope. Yeah. I hope the next time we chat, we don't remember what the coronavirus even yeah. was. Like we'll just be, we'll just be on Mars. I, just, exactly. Just the- <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yep. No, I, but I, I, I think you're right. I think we'll we'll always have these things that that were came out of this year to reflect on, like, wh- like you said, around objects, like what what happened around that object and what it meant to mm-hmm. you. And it'll take you back there for a second and give you something to carry forward in the future. Yeah. yeah. I um, hope we don't forget this experience. Like, you yeah, know, like yeah. it's, it is important. How could you? It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I've lost my mind <laughs> by now. So, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, we've all lost our minds a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. um, <laughs> but, uh, but well, Risa, I want to thank you for doing thank this. Thank you so uh, much for coming for on the podcast. Yeah, hopefully we'll do it again one day. Yes, Who knows? Yes. And I'll uh I'll I'll see you soon. I'll see you uh when I come uh, out to North Northern California. Yes, looking forward tw- to 2030. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right, I'll we'll see, steal plates I'll together. See, I'll see you then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's perfect. Right. I'll bash one against my yeah, head. Perfect. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much. You are just a kid. You live in Point A and point B look the same when you can't see where you are. Mm-hmm. And you hear words and places, you can't see the faces, but in time. Thanks for listening. I'd like to thank my guest, Risa Culberson. Check her out at RisaColberson.com for her portfolio. And also check out her amazing stationery line at Papalama.com. See you next week.